Jackers. What's going on everyone and welcome to Rec Talk. Now by the time you're watching this video, uh, I will be in enemy territory. I'll be at the Slob softball game representing the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets in Athens, uh, Georgia this year. So wish me luck. Uh, go, again, going into enemy lines. Um, today I want to talk about um, Louisville. So everyone seems to be high on Louisville. This is like the undisputed, uh, in most people's minds, dark horse uh, to win the ACC uh, this year. I mean, there, there's people that really think Louisville's going to win 10, 10 games this year. Like, that is not the most bizarre uh, opinion given, like, current sentiment. Um, in fact, they have the fourth best odds to win the ACC this year. Um, and I just, I wanted to make a video because I kind of, I tell you what this feels like to me. Okay, and if you're a Louisville fan watching this, just just bear with me uh, till the end. You can trash my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets in the comments. This is totally fine. Uh, this smells and feels a lot like Miami last year. You know, Miami ranked 15th preseason, really based solely on they have a new coach, right, in Mario Cristobal. And to me... And again, I'm not a Louisville guy. I haven't watched a ton of Louisville football. I'm not as knowledgeable about Louisville football as someone who um, is a fan or, or media member. But it seems very similar with Louisville. You bring in Jeff Brom, really good coach. I don't, I don't think there's anyone who's going to dispute that. But what other than bringing in Jeff Brom makes you think you're going to have this eight nine? 10 win season so the over under on Louisville is eight wins so if you want to make money against if you want to take Vegas's money uh you've got to win nine games and I'm not saying that that's not possible it's not something I'd put my money on though now Louisville does have um you know a schedule kind of set up that, I mean, I'm looking, you open up with us, uh, Murray State, Indiana, Boston College, NC State, Notre Dame, Pitt, Duke, Virginia Tech, Virginia, Miami, Kentucky. But here's the thing, like, this, you have a stretch where you go on the road at NC State, that's a tough game, Notre Dame, you know, at Pitt, Duke, don't sleep on Duke. You know, we're going to see next season they open up with Clemson. Uh, you know, Duke won nine games last year. They're a tough out. Virginia Tech, uh, yeah, they're down. Uh, Virginia down, but at Miami, you know, are you going to win? I guess this comes down to do you think uh, Louisville is going to win every game uh, that they quote-unquote should or should be favored in plus one? or two, right? I don't think so. So let, let's look first. You bring in Jeff Brom, uh, you replace Satterfield. Um, and this is very similar. Obviously I'm a tech guy to me. It's not exactly the same, but it's kind of like Brent key where only in that he's a Louisville guy, right? Like Georgia tech brings in Brent key. He's a tech guy, played at tech, had a lot of success at tech. Jeff Brom, um, 
played at Louisville, had injury issues when he played at Louisville, um, <clears throat> but had a successful career, goes undrafted. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Plays for seven years in the NFL, you know, mostly in a backup role capacity. I think his last year he ended up playing in the XFL, like 2001. Um, now, before you blow me up in the comments, Louisville fans, um, I mean, he has been a head coach and a Power 5 head coach um, for for several years. So I'm not comparing him to Brinkie in that. Brinkie's a first-year uh, head coach. And, look, I know we open with you. If I had to grade – you know, like, you know, coaches in each position group, obviously you get the nod um, with a head coach you have. But he is a first-year head coach. Uh, at Not first-year head coach. This is his first year at Louisville. And almost always when you have a new coach, whether he has head coaching experience or not, whether he has power five, you know, head coaching experience, you you almost always see a team take a step back. So, you know, you go eight and five last year. Do you think um, you're going to do better than that with a uh, new coach? So, point in case, Miami, Mario Cristobal, guy that had a lot of success at Oregon. You know, a guy um, who, as much as I dog on Miami, and I do despise not only the team, Miami Hurricanes, but the entire city, really just all of South Florida, I'm not a fan of, but that's beside the point. They take a step back, you know, like that they do not reach the heights with him uh, in year one that they think that they don't even make a bowl, right? So I guess as a Louisville uh, fan, you have to ask yourself, like, how are we different than, than Miami last year? Like, what makes us think we'll be different than that and look um Jeff Brom is an offensive guy he's a quarterback coach he's a guy that um you know got his start as a position coach under Bobby Petrino which by the way um what are you doing Louisville hiring Bobby Petrino for the second time like he leaves you high and dry in the middle of the night to go to the Falcons does the same with the Falcons Rex, you know, goes to Arkansas. Uh, he doesn't even talk to uh, the, the the Atlanta Falcons team, by the way. He doesn't address them. He leaves like uh, – he tapes like a note to their lockers. Uh, by the time they're reading that, he's singing, Poo-sui-wee! in Arkansas. Uh, I, I mean, I would like to, to, to see comments on that too. Do y'all hate – Bobby Petrino, or do y'all like kind of overlook that nonsense with him? I guess you did fire him. I had to pay him a lot of money. So uh, I would be interested to know what your opinion of that guy is. But setting that aside, the dude is is one of the premier offensive minds in college football. It's going to be interesting to see what Bobby Petrino does at Texas A&M. Um, and this is who Jeff Brom, you know, started his coaching tutelage under thinking in an offensive set. So uh, Jeff Brom not only is an offensive guy, he's a quarterback, you know, centric expertise kind of guy, which has got to feel uh, nice to have coming in. Um, you know, he's at several places, goes to Western Kentucky, he's 30 and 10 at Western Kentucky, he's ever 2014 to 2016. Uh, really successful there. Now he's at Purdue from uh, 2017 to 2020, right? Uh, now, his overall record's not super impressive, 36 and 34, 
but you know he's building something there. And his last two seasons, he goes uh, nine and four and eight and five. And here, I am a Jeff Brom fan. In this, he was there <laughs> when y'all beat when Purdue beat Ohio State. Ohio State was ranked second in the country. Purdue's not even ranked. Beat them forty nine to twenty. Blew out a national championship contender and probably favorite that year. Um, and I can still remember to this day, um, the look on, um, I always do this where I blank on people's names, uh, Ohio state's coach, urban Meyer. I can still see urban Meyer. That's when he probably decided, Oh, I'm going to feign a, a health issue uh, you know, I didn't really lose it. You know, I have an inoperable, inoperable, life-threatening brain uh, condition where uh, I can never coach again, and if I do, I'm in grave danger. It makes me think of uh, a few good men. Are you in danger? Grave danger? Is there any other kind? Uh, that's kind of what Urban Mind. Then, then he's at Jacksonville State, or not Jacksonville State, uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, anyways. Uh, thank you, Jeff Brom, for making Urban Meyer, the garbage bag human being he is, look like a complete fool, which he also is. Um, but look, what he did at Purdue was fantastic. Um, and also the quarterback, uh, Jack Plummer, that y'all have brought in from Cal, played uh, at Purdue under Jeff Brom. So, you know, kudos for that. That's a big plus when you have a transfer quarterback, it's not often that he's already played for the coach that you have. Um, so let's look at who you're replacing. Obviously replacing Malik Cunningham. That's huge. Um, but you do bring in uh, Jack Plummer from Cal. Um, you know, a better than average uh, power five starting quarterback. 6,500 yards in his career. 47 touchdowns to 19 interceptions. Cal had a good year last year. Um, already mentioned he was at Purdue already with your coach, Jeff Brom. Uh, you also have Evan Connolly and uh, Brock, is it Brock Doman? Uh, you know, so you do have good depth at quarterback uh, in light of losing uh, a, a good starter in Malik Cunningham. You also have a good one-two punch with Jordan and uh, was it Grindo? Uh, so you're, you're not hurting at, at running back necessarily. Um, it seems like uh, you're bringing back a uh, good number of starters on your offensive line. Um, and also, you, you have one of, if not the best, transfer class in the country last year, which I wasn't aware of until I kind of started researching this. I think you lose 26 or 25 and you bring in about 26 or 25 and you do bring in you know some quality not just some a good number of quality players uh just to name a few you know you get what Marcus Washington from UGA who was you know like a top 15 cornerback in his class same with Storm Duck from UNC you know a major contributor for their defense now I don't know how much you want a player from UNC's defense because they were the one of the worst defenses in the country last year. I mean, my Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets broke that team last year. UNC is the biggest joke in college football, 
and I despise them. But um, I do think Storm Duck is a good player. He's another guy that was like top 15 cornerback in his class. Um, the the oh you also so we'll we'll talk about the defense in a second. But the thing on offense is I'm looking at last year. It looks like that was. Um, where you need to make improvement as a team, right? I'm sure that's why you bring in Jeff Brom. They're ranked like 49th, 50th in the country offensively. Um, And the question on, you know, is this hype for Louisville warranted? It really comes down to, do you feel like you're going to make major strides forward offensively? Uh, At least enough to counteract kind of this first-year lull with – uh, a head coach. I mean, look, even Kirby Smart, who's uh, as much as I hate to admit it, and I despise Georgia as well, um, because they're our rival. Uh, one of, you know, he's the best coach in college football right now. I mean, there's no argument I could make against that. Started what six and six, seven and five, his first year at the University of Georgia, and that's a guy who I don't know if a coach other than like Coker at Miami has ever inherited. A, a better situation than he did at the University of Georgia. I mean, talent was never an issue at the University of Georgia. Uh, they ha- they were perennially top 10, top 5 recruiting classes. Um, most of the players that he went to his first national title appearance with UGA were players Mark Rick recruited. So if a guy that inherits that kind of situation that's just primed for success takes – takes a step back with that team in his first year again you got to start thinking what makes us think what what do we have that's going to counteract these kind of of things um anyways um so you replace a a, almost all of your skill position on, on offense so again i you do bring in a good quarterback you bring in two quarterbacks out of the portal uh actually with with Plummer and uh, I think the the, the the backup quarterback you have. So you have depth there. Big question mark is wide receiver and tight end. So you only have one wide receiver that's returning that with with experience or that started uh, at wide receiver. Um, I don't have his name written down, but um, you do bring in four from the portal uh, and you do have three in this class. I don't think you had you signed any four star wide receivers, um, but oh yeah, uh, Amari Huggins Bruce. So he's he's your lone uh, returner, and the guys that you though you do have a really good, you know, fantastic portal class. Um, I'm just looking through it who you bring in at wide receiver, and it it doesn't make me think you're going to take a huge step forward at that position. I mean, you have Kevin Coleman from Jacksonville State, Jamari Thrash from Gaines – or not Gainesville State. What am I saying? Gainesville State is a school that doesn't even exist anymore and never had a football program. Um, Georgia State. Um, so, I just don't see, you know, a ton of eye-popping production at wide receiver for Louisville. So, it it doesn't really matter if you have the greatest quarterback ever at uh, uh, on your team. If you don't have wide receivers that are going to be able to do something with it, get open, uh, whatever, uh, you know, it's, it, it's not clear to me that you take, 
you know, a big step up offensively. And, you know, at tight end, the, the, the same kind of situation where um, not a ton of experience and there might be some depth issues there. Though the nice thing is it does seem like your offensive line group is together um, and you have a lot of experience there. Now, defensively, um, you know, very impressive, um, you know, top 25 defense in the country last year, but you lose a lot off of that defense, particularly on the defensive front. So you lose Yaya, uh, Diaby, uh, Caleb Banks, um, and both linebackers or two linebackers, Yassar Abdullah and uh, Monty Montgomery. Um, so like I said, of your seven man front, you're, and I'm not sure what defensive front you run, but your linebacker and your defensive front, you know, you lose a lot. And again, I'm not really seeing where you're bringing in um, a lot that's going to counteract that. Now, you do bring in four-star, um, I can't even read my own writing here, the, the green kid, uh, probably one of the best-rated um, recruits in, in your class last year that was ranked 31st. But he's young, right? This is going to be his first time in big-time college football. Um, can you expect for him to have the same production as Yaya, you know, no, I, I don't think you can. So I would think you have to take somewhat of a step back there. Um, you bring in Stevan Heron from Stanford. Uh, I think he had like five and a half sacks, something like this last year. Um, again, not, not necessarily huge names you're bringing in here. And I know it sounds like I'm dogging your program. I'm not, I, you know, is Louisville in a better position right now than like tech? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, probably you have to be with your coach and just with the overall talent you have on your roster here, you're probably better, but people aren't expecting, you know, Georgia Tech to be even a bowl team this year, which I think is kind of crazy. In my opinion, the over-under on Louisville would be far more reasonable at like six and a half or, or yeah, at like six and a half or seven something like this, just because you're bringing in a new coach. You know, a lot of the talent you're bringing in defensively from your um, portal class are in the secondary, which is not where you lost much. So you're kind of stacking positions that you're already, um, you, you know, you're, you're, you don't have depth issues at. So it's, no matter how good your secondary is. And look, Marcus Washington and Storm Duck are, are huge gets uh, for Louisville. They're, they're top players in, in that last year's portal class. But no matter how good you are as, as a defensive back, if you're not able to get pressure on the quarterback, he's going to find the open guy. Um, so that's a question for me is um, how effective are you going to be getting pressure on the quarterback uh, next year. So, um, at li now at linebacker, you do have two players with who have game experience in TJ Quinn, Jackson Hamilton, um, but the, it'll be their first time, you know, in a starting role at Louisville. So, I guess, well, first of all, let me get this out of the way. If I was a betting man and I'm not, I'm taking the under on Louisville all day. And I would be interested to see what what Louisville fans think and 
you know, people that aren't tech fans are like, what do you, would you take the over? And do you think Louisville is going to win nine games this year? I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I don't, I don't, because that would mean not only, not only with the first year with, with a coach in his first year at Louisville, are they not going to take a step back? They're going to take a step up. I, I, I just don't see it. I don't see it. Um, now a little bit of a preview. I, I, you know, I'm not going to give a prediction that'll come later. Um, in August, you know, you open up with Georgia tech at the bends. So you're going to be on the road. Um, again, I'm not going to say who's going to win, but tech being an eight point underdog, I don't really get either, you know, are you in a little bit better position? Yes. But is it two scores different? No. Um, I don't know who's going to win that game. That's the one game on our schedule that I'm probably the most like. Uh, now, it is the most important game, I think, on our schedule. This is Labor Day weekend. We'll be the only you know, game on TV at that time. I think that line should be more like three, three and a half, though. Um, that would make a lot more sense to me. And there was a Sports Illustrated article that's, that, that had Louisville beating us like 46 to 20 or something like blowing us out that I think is insane too I don't see because we're both going to be installing new offenses and replacing a lot on offense so it's that game most likely that season opener with us is going to come down to whose defense uh, plays better and you know Tech is replacing a lot on defense as well so it'll be interesting to see um, what defense comes up to speed first, and which offense is able to um, effectively run uh, their new scheme better uh, in week one. So, again, let me know what you think. Um, do you think Louisville is going to win nine games? Uh, do you think um, the hype around Louisville is justified for this season uh, or not? Let me know in the comments section. Uh, before we go, um, if you want to become a member of the channel, um, there's a join button right under the description of the video. If you want to see more videos like this, I'm going to try and branch out more um, to other teams. There's a PayPal link and a Cash App link in the description. We have merchandise. There's a link for that in the description as well. And uh, I'll see you guys Sunday for the live show. And if you're a Louisville fan and you think that I'm completely off base, call into the live show. It's Sunday on this channel, 8 p.m. I'd love to hear what you have to say, and y'all have a good one.